This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 21 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Andy. I'm Eddie. I'm Pat. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. We're back. Yes. And yes. As a whole unit. The three amigos. I'm so excited. We, we got all the starters here. Oh, man. And it's been a long time, man. For it's... one reason or another, one of us has been out. and uh, But we're back. We're stoked. We're pumped. We have one locked and loaded for you. Episode 20. What did you say? Episode 21. We yes. are, uh, we're, we, we can drink. We can drink now. We, we legal. <laughs> <laughs> we are here to paranormal pump you up. As I have my sparkling water here. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, Andy's back. Uh, we're all in the same room. It's been it's been a good clip. It's glad to see all of our faces at the same time. I'm very excited to be back. I I just rushed into the room. You I did. came from taking my daughter's classes at at high school. Yeah. My wife and I had to go through her school schedule. She wasn't there. It was just us. Right. So we're walking around the building. Did the entire followed you know, her path. Followed her path. I don't know how those kids do it. It's a huge school. And, you know, I'm walking down the hall. Some some jerk dad knocks my phone out of my hand. Oh, nice. Kicks still... it down the hall. What? Another one takes a like a slushie and dumps it over my head. Pushes you into a locker. Oh, man. It was high school all over again. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. I'll see you at the But they start rim. school next week. It's killing me. I, yeah. I just, I feel for them. Yeah. But Gosh, I think dude. they're ready to go back, though. How dare they interfere with our podcasting evening, though? Don't they right. know that our so podcasting... Right, I had to rush over here. I grabbed a pizza, ran over here. It's like, okay, let's do some podcasting. Yeah, we're making plans here, kids. Yeah, podcasting. Gotta... Jeez, I'm, I'm the nerve. I'm slush y'all over Eddie's couch. It's okay. That couch has seen worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me nervous. Should I get up? <laughs> Just don't put a black light on that couch. Um, it is nearing the end of summer, which is the beginning of fall. And it's super exciting for us as paranormal enthusiasts because it's kind of like the time where things begin to crackle and get weird. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The Halloween season kind of brings a lot of this stuff to light. Yes. And, and uh, we're looking forward to some fun things in the coming months, that's for sure. Can't wait. And the weather just gets nice, man. But yeah, that's our that's our time of year. That's our prime season, man. We're like Santa Claus at Christmas oh, come yeah. Halloween. Yeah, perfect time of year. And we're going to have some special episodes coming up here in the in the coming months in terms of uh, going to some interesting locations to record, having yep. on some uh, unique guests to share stories. And uh, that's just bonus, because just between the three of us, we have some good stuff for you tonight. So that being said, should we jump right into recent sightings? Oh. Let's do some recent sightings. Okay, so the story today, we're going to have a ghost story here. Ooh. We've got a restaurant in San Antonio, Texas. Anybody ever been to San Antonio? I've left my heart in Texas. So this is called the On Live Hall of Fame Cafe. And what this is is a little uh, mom-and-pop type shop, a uh, little restaurant. And they it features a, uh, they call it 
kind of a walk of fame on the floor, kind mm. of made out of the tiles. Kind of, they've got stars on the floor, you know, kind of like the Hollywood sure. Walk of Fame or whatever. Uh, I believe it's a tribute to uh, musicians that have come through the place. Oh wow! Right, so they must be real into music. Um, but anyway, they've got uh, they take great pride in their their Walk of Fame. So they've got kind of like barrier tape they they've got some posts set up and some barrier tape so you're not walking on the stars they okay w- they want to show some respect so it's almost like a cemetery don't walk on the right on the, 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 on the, the people the, <laughs> the, the, floor, the floor of fame show right. them stars some respect so they they they've got this barrier tape there and they noticed one morning they came in and the barrier tape all the barriers are knocked down oh. on the laying on the ground they thought well that's kind of weird so they were thinking, okay, what kind of a critter is getting in here and knocking down our, our, our posts? Disrespecting the, the barrier. So, you know, they're kind of looking around the restaurant, make sure there's no place like a raccoon or something be, could be getting in. And didn't think too much more of it. The next, they set the barrier back up. The next morning they come back in, they're all laying on the floor again. Mm. And so the next thing they do is... Well, let's go look at the tape. They've, they've got a video camera in, in the store, and so they can go and look and see what happened. On the video camera, which is, is posted online, if uh, just do a search for On Live Hall of Fame Cafe. It's, uh, you can see the, the barrier tape post standing there, and then you see an image come in, and it, it's very weird. It's almost like a, uh, like a translucent figure hits one of the posts and all the posts go crashing to the ground oh my and it's it's kind of hard to see in the video but they said looking at it up close it it looks more like a uh, a, ch- a child like a four-year-old kid did it okay uh, but they also mentioned that there was an adult present with the child and so this really kind of freaked these people out you know they they don't want ghosts in their restaurant they shut the place down oh for like a few days because they didn't want to go back in the building, you know they, you know they, they don't want anything to do with ghosts. It was a problem for them, so they shut the restaurant down. Finally, uh, I think over it was like it happened on a Wednesday, Thursday kind of a thing. They shut it down Friday and over the weekend, and they brought in a psychic who who kind of uh, checked the place out for them, and he sensed there was like a four year old boy uh, named Peter. And he was also accompanied by five other spirits, and so dang Peter has an entourage. Yeah, he Man. he he was a friendly ghost, and so that was good enough for these people to want to reopen their business. Okay. Yeah. So Monday morning they open it back up, and they kind of change the menu up a little bit. They have uh, go- <laughs> ghost themed ice cream floats oh, and, and some smart. other special menu items kind of relating to to ghosts, you know, so kind of paying paying tribute to the people who are who are, are haunting with them. Their, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good marketing so, twist uh, there. That must have been pretty serious though. I mean if they closed down over a weekend they must have lost a lot of money. So they must I mean, have really thought they yeah, had they, something there. Uh I think there, there, there's a video, and the husband, you can actually see him watch the video, and he turns and he runs out of the building. Oh, he, wow. He wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> He's like, I, that's I, it. And, and I think it was the husband. Maybe it was an, uh, 
you know, another employee. I'm right. Sure. A male employee. But yeah, sort. this guy went running out of the building. He wanted nothing to do with it. I love that. So, uh, so if you're ever down in San Antonio, want to check out the on live hall of fame cafe, uh, go have a, uh, ghost float and, uh, and say hi to Peter. I'm thinking we need to make a road trip and go get a goblin burger or something there, right? Could yeah. be the on live or the on after live. <laughs> yeah, I, do <laughs> I got a, I got a thing. I got a gift. That that is such a cool idea too. Like, hey, we have a thing. Instead of chasing it down and trying to like, you know, agitate them or get rid of them, they're just embracing them as a whole thing. Yeah. That's pretty fun. It is. Do they keep the video? Have they had the video up for people to be able to oh, watch? Oh, yeah. It's uh, a number of uh, news stations in San Antonio have posted it on their, their websites. Um, and I think if you find the website for the restaurant, they also have links there. They've got it out on YouTube. So nice. you can go check it out. So uh, that, that name again was the On Live um, Hall of Fame Cafe. On Dead. There it Cafe. is. <laughs> That's a better joke. That's to, a better joke. Just trying to steal your thunder, dude. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that was a better joke. <laughs> I I dig it. I like that idea of maybe doing like a haunted restaurant tour. That'd be kind of fun. And we know there's some around here too in, oh, yeah. in Omaha. Um, Andy mentioned one one time. Where was that? It was like on your way down to Iowa or uh but near the South Omaha Bridge, wasn't it? Isn't it the one that had like the gift shop with, with all the dolls doll in it? Yeah, they have all sorts of stuff nowadays. I can't remember exactly which one we were talking about, but yeah. I mean, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where credit to that business for just rolling with it. They they were probably busier the next week because yeah. of it. You know? Yeah, they, they've, they've even opened it up to where paranormal groups can come in, spend the night, and things like that. So... There you so go. Make the most of your visitors. You can get your jalapeno poppers and get the, the Dickens scared out of you at the same time. <laughs> it's a win-win. Win-win. <laughs> That's a great recent sightings. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Pat. It's time for pop culture and the paranormal. Welcome to pop culture and paranormal. I'm beautiful T Squirrel. And I put Eddie out of the room. <laughs> you just couldn't. It's my turn, fools. <laughs> Get out of here, Buford. <laughs> no. This is my segment. It's my turn. Buford's got a voice now. <laughs> you guys are hacks. <laughs> just couldn't uh, help yourself, could help you? Us. I couldn't. I apologize. That 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 may or may not happen ever again. Yes, <laughs> we we will see how people feel about that. By the way, that was our uh, one of our many mascots, a uh, uh, taxidermied squirrel. Yes, Buford T. Squirrel. Yep, he's seen some things. I like it that you just occasionally pet him during the show. I do. I you give do. him a little stroke. It's, it's kind of funny and kind of creepy. <laughs> just kind of comforting him and he, let him know he's loved. He, exactly. Like I don't know what you know where he's at. I said he's moving really slow. He's not taxidermied. Well, hey, we uh this is a paranormal show. We can be as weird as we want. We can hey. have a, a taxidermied crow, we can have a skull on the table. I was going to say, you know, when you have a paranormal themed podcast with, with your closest friends, you're going to have some weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> it's allowed. <laughs> the the taxidermied squirrel being one of those things. Yes. <laughs> so, on this segment of pop culture and the paranormal, I was inspired. I was hit. Lightning hit my brain. <laughs> I wanted to get into this this wormhole of paranormal cartoons. Like strictly paranormal cartoons. Did the idea come to you when you were on the toilet? 
It did. <laughs> <laughs> I fell and hit my head on the sink. Um, I did not think of the flux capacitor, but I did get hit with this idea of like, you know, there are specific animated shows that are geared around the paranormal. Everything from the ghost, but there was two Ghostbusters cartoons when, when we were, when Andy and I were kids, Pat, you were a teenager driving around in your car with your, with your mullet and your jean jacket <laughs> and listening to Rick, uh, Rick Springfield. I resemble that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, there was two Ghostbusters cartoons. There was a lot of, there was like, even like this Monsters. There was like this Universal Monsters cartoon. Uh, the classic, there was Scooby-Doo. Um, and even as you get dig further back, there's just this reoccurring theme of strictly paranormal-themed cartoons. Right. Not so much paranormal specials, but cartoons whose theme centered around something that was, you know, otherworldly. And so I wanted to start going as far back as I could. Like, what was the earliest iteration of paranormal cartoons? And it's still kind of up for grabs. I did enough research that I found what I think is one of the earliest iterations. I don't feel confident in saying this is the definitive first ever paranormal cartoon. The thing about this type of art is that it really depends on where you draw the line on animated stuff because there's those like old clicky wheels you can look through the window and some guy's playing the piano in the background in a church (laughs) oh Billy (laughs) be careful of the ghost and then some old man turning a crank and but um, so just it just depends on what you want to like how far back you go I was looking at paranormal art and I mean it depends on where you go with that too I mean there's paintings of ghosts and some people think that there's cave paintings of ghosts and aliens and stuff like that so encrypted encrypted exactly you know, all kinds so, of stuff. so it depends on where you want to draw the line at like stories that are maybe inspired by real things but are strictly meant to be entertainment stuff so for me I wanted to draw the line at cartoons I figured it was safe and kind of something we could all easily identify and go that's a cartoon I know what a cartoon is that's a cartoon What'd you find? I found that was a good buildup, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I found so we're all familiar with the character, or at least most of us are familiar with the character Casper the Friendly Ghost. Right. If you're not familiar, uh, where, where have you been? But 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 Casper, think Richie Rich, think Richie is Rich, dead and a ghost is a dead little boy. <laughs> oh, how happy! Um, he's a little boy ghost. And he's friendly. And that's the big thing is unlike other ghosts, the, the, the whole hook of the story is that other ghosts enjoy scaring people. He doesn't like scaring people. He enjoys being friendly to people. And so that's kind of the entire like thing behind this, this character. But the funny part about this was he was not a character initially when the cartoon that features him was created. Um, so it's called, this cartoon was done in 1940, specifically, Pat, you'll be proud of me, November 16th, <laughs> November 16th, 1945. That's my boy. <laughs> premiered by, and I love how studios named themselves back then. There wasn't a lot of like thought put into things. Literally produced by famous studios. <laughs> it's, it's, we fam- want to be famous. Let's be famous studios. Zeke, I want to be famous. Why do I name this here company? <laughs> I don't know, famous studios. You're a genius. Um, <laughs> uh, the Friendly Ghost was uh, uh, distributed by, uh, well, created by fa- famous studios and distributed by Paramount. Um, and so November 16, 1945. And I encourage, it's on YouTube, and we'll put a link on this under the uh, show notes on our, uh, on, on our page. But the cartoon is about, it's just under 10 minutes long. And it is very much a product of its time. Where and there's nothing like really racy in it, like oh that's what that wouldn't. Fl-. There is one thing, and this is spoilery, I guess. So for people who haven't watched it yet, if you don't want to, 
if you don't want to, <laughs> but it's also what, like, like 90 years old. So, right. <laughs> so it's okay. You can, um, the, the, the point behind the, um, cartoon is that there's these ghosts at night. They, and this house is infested with ghosts. There's, mm-hmm. there's hundreds of ghosts in this house. And at night they all leave the house and go into the city and haunt and scare people. And that's how they get their jollies. And then they come back home. And they come back to the house after they put it's in a hard... a frat house for ghosts. Exactly. It's yeah. a frat house for ghosts. And Casper is the only one that doesn't like scaring people. So he's shunned, essentially shunned and ignored by the other ghosts. They yeah. don't really get into him being bullied uh, by them. They just kind of ignore him. So he goes around trying to make friends with different barnyard animals, and they all freak out. <laughs> That's about the extent of it. Uh, tries to say hi to a rooster. He 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 gets scared. Uh, does the same thing to some chickens. It's just a you know ad nauseum. He's scaring everybody. And the one part about this cartoon that I was like, man, cartoons back then were just dark. Like people didn't think about what they were making. Casper becomes so despondent that he can't make a friend that he goes over to some railroad tracks and lays on them. <laughs> Yeah, Isn't that kind of redundant? So I, well, he, he's already he's already dead. I know. I was like, man, they are they are just throwing out suicide like it's no big deal. And he lays on the tracks, and a train rolls over him, and obviously nothing happens because he's a ghost. And he sits up and like pats himself, realizing that he's not mortal, and starts to cry. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> it's so- Andy's face Andy's face was so good Do they have antidepressants back then to hand out for viewers Casper the antidepressant taking ghost (laughs) so so then during this episode he is happened upon by a little boy and a little girl their brother and sister and they're playing and they are unafraid of him they 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 think he's a cool friend and they play with him and they bring him home to meet their mother and the mother is scared of him and right then and there this guy shows up on the front door, big bowler hat, big mustache, and he says, oh, their mortgage payment is due. And he sees the ghost. He sees Casper, and he loses his mind. Like, <laughs> Casper doesn't even do anything. This poor kid. I do feel bad for him. Like, <laughs> my empathy was shot through the roof. I'm like, he's just sitting there, hey, mister. <laughs> like, the guy loses his mind. He's like, forget the mortgage. This house is haunted. Tears the mortgage up and then runs away. At speed. Nice. <laughs> and, and so apparently now the house is free because he tore the mortgage. Like, is, that, is that how banking well, works? I think that works. Yeah, exactly. I think that's how it works. And so the mom, now happy that they weren't going to be evicted, adopts Casper. And he's now one of their family. And he shows him skipping off to school with the kids. He's going to go to school with the children. And <laughs> Hey, lady, how many kids do you have? Oh, you know, a boy, a girl, and a ghost. Two and a half. All-American all blended family. <laughs> Didn't they say for a while 2.5 children was the average? Like, he, he counts. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there was a, 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 a part in it where I was like, they are... They are acknowledging suicide in this, and it's very interesting. It was very funny. But I thought it was funny how you had Friendly Ghost in your uh, segment, Pat, and and my my segment, too, has a Friendly Ghost. That's kind of the theme. Well, th- that theme's going to get completely <laughs> obliterated with my main mystery, by the way, because there's, no there's no sunshine and rainbows in what I'm about to talk about. Oh, good. The yin-yang of this episode. Um, but a uh, fair warning for people, um, I will probably be revisiting this this uh, paranormal cartoon series because I kind of want to talk about some more of them. Uh, yeah, I know there's some good ones out there. There's great ones, yeah. yeah. Um, everything from like the Universal Monsters, they went through a, a brief th- a phase of animating them. Sure. Um, to Scooby-Doo, which I know is probably one you're thinking of. Do you, do you, do you have one of mine that you're Actually, thinking of? Actually, yeah, uh, I'm thinking Disney. Uh, <gasps> yes. That, that haunted... Uh, 
It's like Mickey's a ghost hunter kind of yes, thing. Yes, yes. Oh, such a good, good little the, uh, short. I mean, I mean, Fantasia in and of itself has a lot of paranormal elements to it. Yeah, Disney went through kind of a dark phase, you know, in their in their branding years ago, didn't they? They did. Um, there's that series. Uh, there's that movie Watcher in the Woods, which just the name of it sounds <laughs> scary as can be. Uh, but yeah, that'd be kind of a fun, like a uh, fun theme for us to do. Maybe like a Disney themed paranormal Disney episode. Disney pop culture. That'd be Ooh, awesome. That'd be kind of cool. But yeah, I'll be visiting the different uh, paranormal cartoons on and off to share with you guys. But yeah, to look up, look, look up The Friendly Ghost by Famous Studios in uh, from 1945. From the opulence and excess of Beverly Hills to luxurious destinations around the globe, it's time to rub shoulders with the privileged and successful among us as Paranormal Dads now offers you a look into... The Paranormal Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. British rocker David Bowie is known for his eccentric stage presence and maintaining a free spirit while in the public eye. But did you know he claims to have made multiple UFO sightings while growing up in England? As an avid science fiction fan in his early years, Bowie and a group of his friends published a UFO newsletter. Around 1967, Bowie and his pals claimed many sightings of alien craft in the skies. A rock magazine writer at Cream, Bruno Stein, recalled a conversation he had with Bowie in 1975 in which Bowie claimed he and his friends made sightings six or seven times a night for about a year. Said Bowie, we had regular cruises that came over. The thin white duke went on to say in other interviews that the objects moved at a speed at which it was difficult to keep an eye on them. Bowie was a firm believer in extraterrestrials and often expressed his views on the subject in interviews. The UFO phenomena inspired much of Bowie's work, including the 1969 album Space Oddity and his concept album The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, which told the story of a rock star ambassador for ETs who saves the Earth. The name of the band Spiders from Mars is a reference to a mass UFO sighting that allegedly interrupted a soccer game in Florence, Italy on October 27, 1954. The game was stopped as 10,000 spectators witnessed a group of cigar or egg-shaped UFOs appear at high speed before stopping abruptly overhead, dropping a fine silver glitter over the crowd. Some subsequently explained the object as a mass of floating silk from migrating spiders in the upper atmosphere though many witnesses still swear it was extraterrestrial visitation. While Bowie's musical legacy will live on for the ages, his fascination with aliens and UFOs certainly played a part in inspiring others to explore the mysteries of the universe. I'm Pat with Paranormal Dads, and this has been a Paranormal Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, for the main mystery today, I almost didn't pick it because it's so dark and it's so scary and it's so unsettling, but I had to go there. Andy put it out there, man. <laughs> Good thing we let him with some lightweight stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're uh, squeamish or uh, easily scared, you might just want to fast forward to the end or... Oh. Hit up the next episode. We'll try to keep it as PG as we can and skip over some details. But what I'm referring to is spontaneous human combustion. Whoa, metal. SHC. <laughs> next level. Spinal tap drummers. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, they would all catch on fire. They, they all blew up.
No, that's true. <laughs> they had like th- two or three drummers in their band, and they Explode. exploded yeah. on stage. Gotta hate when that happens. Yeah, you know, that's that's just life. But I figure if there was a, ever a time where I was going to pick this as a main mystery, why not August? It's hot. Let's it's face it. Very if hot. you're going to burst into flames, it's probably going to be in August. Yes. And this is a, a, a phenomena that has yet to be fully explained. Uh, but it's a, a phenomena where individuals, for reasons that science uh, can't fully explain, will ignite from the inside out, um, unsure of uh, how that can happen, whether it's a chemical reaction in the body or how exactly it works, but uh, an internal fire that starts within the body and, and pretty much uh, charbroils a person from the inside out. Uh, oftentimes, uh, the person is found uh, reduced to ashes in the same chair that they were sitting in. Um, strangely enough, a lot of the surrounding things in the area uh, short of the chair that they're sitting on is not burned at all. Right. So in That's other words, weird. it was not a house fire. It, it originated from within the person, and the lamp, the wall, everything around is is untouched by flame. Is that why? Because it starts on the inside of that person? Because it starts on the inside of the person. That's so weird. And it's not because they're chewing on Christmas lights like yeah. the cat in <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but oddly enough, uh, there are some uh, kind of similar characteristics, uh, some correlations from one case to another that they're finding. A lot of these individuals um, are smokers or were smoking at the time that it occurred. Um, a lot of them are, um, were heavy drinkers. Mm. Um, and in most cases of spontaneous human combustion, it is a person who has um, a high fat content, a high what a high body mass index. Yeah. You know? And so one of the theories is maybe, I believe they refer to it as the wick effect or the candle effect, almost as the fat inside of the body acts as a fuel source oh, no. for the flame, however the flame begins. And then, uh, I mean, there's there's cases and, and pictures. Please don't look at the pictures if you're squeamish. Um, or do. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you want nightmares. But it's pretty uh, pretty disturbing. Wow. I have read of this. I think I've seen stories of this. There was this, I forgot, was it was it one of those, like, what was that show that Leonard Nimoy did? Oh, In Search Of. In Search Of, or maybe it was Ripley's Believe It or Not, or one of those things where yeah. they, they, just, they talked about human combustion, spontaneous human combustion. Yeah. Just fireball. Yeah, I think there was an episode of I In Search so. Of. Yeah. Uh, look on YouTube, I bet you can find it. So that's A, got to be probably one of the worst ways to go. <laughs> yeah. I can't really think of a worse way. <laughs> that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> now, I wonder if there was any instances of people witnessing this happen. There actually yeah. was. Let's um, see. Good setup. That, that would be crazy. You're, you're sitting across the table from somebody. All hey, of man, a sudden, how's it going? Just, yeah. <laughs> you look a little warm, Kenny. <laughs> it's like the scene from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> Turn into the heat miser and just. I'm Mr. Heat Miser. I'm Mr. Sun. I'm just thinking about uh, when when I was in grade school. I don't know if it was a book from the library or something, but I remember you know when I was first reading about this phenomena, and there was a picture of Ooh. a woman who had you know Burnated. spontaneously combusted. All you see is this pile of ashes and then like a, a leg coming out of it. Ooh, so it ooh. like it wasn't com- complete. Yeah, it, it was quite graphic. But How it was just in your school library. I, yeah, I can't remember where we saw it, 
but uh, you know, I, I, I was probably I don't know eight or nine years old when I saw that picture, and that's like it, some Wizard of I, Oz I remember it to this day. Feet sticking out. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. The witch. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. Right. Ooh. You can't unsee it. You right. know, so careful yeah. if you're going to look up these pictures. First time I ever came across this phenomenon, I was about ten years old. You know, grabbed one of the weird books off my grandma's bookshelf and do it. cracked it open. So same picture, uh-huh. person reduced to ash, pair of feet sitting at the bottom, all nice. <laughs> Um, but you know, there is a, it's funny you mention if there's ever been a witness to this right. happening. So here's, um, an article I grabbed from mentalfloss.com. Uh, there was a lady by the name of Jeannie Safin. Uh, somebody witnessed her combustion. Jeannie was 61 years old when she died. Um, she had some cognitive limitations. So mentally she was more at the level of about a six year old. But according to her dad, who was 82 at the time, he and Jeannie were both sitting in the kitchen and he saw a bright surge of light out of the corner of his eye. And he turned to ask his daughter if she had seen it too. But to his amazement, when he turned, when he turned his head to look at her, she was on fire. And, uh, and, and she just sat, sat still with her hands on her lap. And he yanked her over to the sink to try to extinguish some of the flames. Um, and just by touching her, he got severe burns on his hands. Mm-hmm. Like she was that hot already. Wow. Um, that's, she that's suffered. Uh, she suffered, quote, yeah, it's heartbreaking. She suffered, quote unquote, full thickness burns on her face, hands, and abdomen. So that means that the skin was uh, burned off all the way down to the subcutaneous fat. Um, and long story short, uh, she, she didn't make it. But he did. He, he saw it happen from, from the get That's got to be horrible. That's, I can't imagine. Wow, I, mean, I can't believe that. That's one of those things that, and I think for a long time, wasn't it even kind of like disputed? Like, weren't people like, that's not a real thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really happen. It's people sleeping in bed with cigarettes. It's other things. It's not what it seems to be. But, I mean, it seems like that's more and more the case. Like, it, it is, there's actual eyewitnesses to this thing. There is. <laughs> and, and you know, when there's an instance like that, of course, they bring in the fire marshal or the fire chief to do a thorough investigation and, in many cases, they just can't find the cause of it. And so a lot of times, you know, per the authorities, yeah, they chalk it up to spontaneous human combustion. It's it's rare. And, and the stats might differ a little bit depending on where you look up. But I found a website earlier today that said there's at least 200 official documented cases of this worldwide. Wow. Um, interestingly enough, uh, there was a case of a guy in... Oh, gosh, I can't remember where it was. But um, they... They came in like as he, you know, was uh, uh, melting essentially, and oh. said that the the internal temperature of the fire within him was like three thousand degrees. Yeah, oh why does it burn so hot? I don't know. Because that was my thing. Is like, is it what makes that to where it gets so stinking hot? That's like, like an inferno. That that's yeah. like a that's like a like you could like smelt metal and stuff <laughs> like that. Like right. that's like a blacksmith style fire. There's another case here of uh, George Mott of uh, Crown Point, New York, ironically was enjoying an episode of The Twilight Zone the <laughs> night before he burst into flames, That'll and he's said to have remarked, nothing weird like that ever happens to me, but I wish it would. Oh, well. The very uh, next night, he catches fire. Famous last words. And the real kicker was he was a retired fireman. Ooh. Wow. And an ironic twist of fate there. Irony. Yeah. Isn't it ironic? So uh, I was going to say that man's on don't fire. Don't you think? That man is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you experienced something similar to spontaneous combustion, didn't you, Eddie, a few months back when you ate that? 
It was like a ghost pepper chip. I feel like this is probably the best time to tell a joke. I, uh, we speaking of internal and uh, uh, yeah of spontaneous human combustion. We and my at my day job we had acquired this the hottest tortilla chip in the world, and it is coated coated thick, might I add, in ghost pepper dust. And also, not just that, cayenne pepper and habanero pepper. It's not just one pepper. It's like three or four different. It's a it's a devil blend of peppers. And we, as a team, we're like, we're going to eat these at Christmas. <laughs> and so we have we have a Christmas like like party slash kind of feast for the potluck where we all bring food and hang out. And and so we uh, the the guys brought these chips and we had enough for almost everybody on our team. And Everybody backed out except for two. Uh, <laughs> one guy, uh, nicknamed Rocky, so he's—I'm sure he's fine with that. And I can just picture a guy named Rocky eating a chip like that. Yeah, Rocky, hey, Rocky, man. Rocky will eat anything, man. Hey, yo, give me the chip, man. Give me the. <laughs> and so, and, the, and me, yeah. Rocky, and me, and we eat the chip. And Rocky is m- m- much younger than me. He's in his early twenties. And I'm not. And I've eaten a lot more spicy things. I've had a lot more time to eat more spicy things. This is not a brag. This is just fact. Rocky about died. <laughs> and it was hot. It was the hottest thing I've ever eaten in my life. But I also kind of like know how to like somehow if you just keep your cool, pun intended. <laughs> if you keep your cool, a lot of times if you just let the heat just kind of pass over you, then it won't be as bad. But if you freak out and start like uh, rubbing your face and your eyes and your mouth, you're going to make it worse. Yeah. You're just going to make it worse. And uh, he was drinking milk. And sometimes that can make it worse. He's spreading it around. He's, right. Let your saliva do its work. Let 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 it just kind of mush it all up. But it was the hottest thing I've ever eaten. Here's the funny follow-up to that. I won't get into too much specifics. I was going to say, the next day on the toilet, was it like the devil himself was coming out of <laughs> That man is on fire. <laughs> that bun is on fire. I was in, I was sitting in, uh, I, I was out with my kids. We were hanging out, and I'm sitting on a bench. And I'm like, oh, I thought, I thought that would actually have more of a, and then right then, my stomach was like, it was like a blue whale was on my stomach. <laughs> and I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. And I gingerbread man, like I dare not bend my knees. I was like hopping from one leg to the next. Oh, <laughs> to the portal it. And it was like dumb and dumber. Like my leg shot out from under me. It was it was epic. So sorry people. Sorry to get that graphic, but it was it was quite funny. But it was it was a fun it was fun to you know if you like spicy foods like I do, it's kind of fun to do that every so often. Makes for a good memory. Do you handle spicy food very well, Pat? I do pretty good. I can hold my own. Uh, I don't know if I've I've ever gone that extreme. It's I've, fun. I've never gone ghost pepper. Yeah. Um. But like, what if we go to like a Thai restaurant? I'll usually. You got four star. I, or, I yeah, four or five stars. Yeah. You know, out of out of five, usually. You could handle. Um. It. Yeah, I I tend to go to the, the high the spicy scale. realm. Yeah. How about you, Andy? No, I'm. I mean, I can handle a little bit of heat, but honestly, uh, nothing in the ballpark of what you guys are talking about. I just like a little bit of a uh, little bit of spice, a little bit of a kick. Yeah. My daughter Sky, on the other hand, I think she's going to be the uh, spice the spice the, master. Yeah, yeah, she's going to be the spice master of likes the her hot tamales. She does. She likes jalapenos. <laughs> she like. Wow. I mean, she just goes for it. But you know, she's four, so when she, you know, she has a fork and she doesn't use it, and she uses her hands Ooh. sometimes, and I. I always tell oh, her, no. like, do not touch your eyes until we wash your hands, sweetie. You right. know, but yeah, that's bad. Bad yeah. news bears. One time we went to a, uh, it was a Thai restaurant, and I got a little nervous because uh, I can't remember what the scale was. Might have been like one to ten, and I ordered like a, I don't know, it was eight or nine, and it made me nervous because 
the guy who was taking our order, who was obviously probably from Thailand, Mm -hmm. he kind of looked at me like, are you serious? <laughs> do like, you really want to do this? Dude, bro. Will you sign this waiver? And, and you know, I by then I'd already placed the order. So it's like, oh, I can't back down now. So, but I was a little nervous. He says, oh, and then, of course, my family was riding me. They're like, oh, you, you're the man. Do it. Go, go. You're not good. You're going to die. You better not do that, dad. And, 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 and the guy who's taking our order, he's like, yeah, I tend to, I tend to eat on the, the lower side of things. I'm, I'm a six. But he said, actually, he was from Thailand because he was t- telling us uh, when they they eat at their village, they're depending on which side of the table you eat at, uh, it's either hot, hotter, spicier, or it's 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 mild. There's a spicy side. Yeah, and a there's mild. a spicy hmm. side and a mild side. That's like the lunch tables <laughs> nowadays at school. You have the peanut section and the non-peanut exactly. section. Right. right. Yeah. Those are the spice boys over there. But long so, story short, I, I, oh, I was sweating. I was, nice. I was just dripping. By the time I was out of that place, it it was hot. But uh, I, I, I downed it all. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I the star is not a perfect measurement system. I've no. I've decided. <laughs> no, it, it's all. Everybody kind of has their own uh, version of the heat scale. You know. Yep. One of my secrets is on, on dishes like that, if you do nuke it by accident, uh, if you squeeze lime, lime juice into it, you can help kind of bring it down a notch. Tone it down. Yeah. A little bit so of there lime. you go. If you want to prevent spontaneous human combustion, <laughs> just squeeze them. a little lime or lemon in your mouth before bedtime and call it good. Exactly. Chug Remember. a glass of ice cold milk just to be sure. Mow down a lime. <laughs> You'll never get scurvy again. <laughs> We've totally gone off the rails on this one, haven't we? I well, think, I think we had to because it was so dark. Yeah, yeah I it, think, was, I think it was pretty it, dark. It needed to happen. Right? And that, you know, with that kind of thing, it's just such a, I mean, it's super rare. Like, like, super like rare. you said. So yeah. probably nothing to be afraid of. Don't worry, kids. You're not going to explode or anything. Yeah. Unless you eat the ghost chip that, ghost pepper chip that Eddie ate. You probably have a better chance of burning yourself with a ghost pepper chip than yeah. you do spontaneously combusting or don't become a drummer for spinal tap this is true (laughs) (laughs) well i think that about does it for this episode uh guys what do you think good to be back good to have all three of us back hey it's it's so good to have andy back uh it's good to get the three of us back together because like andy said you know there was a time i wasn't here and Mm. and then andy wasn't here for a while and it's been a while but it's good to get the trifecta going again and uh get things looking forward to to doing some good things I'm excited for this. Like Andy had alluded, we're going to be doing some fun stuff. Uh, stay stay tuned also for maybe some fireside chats from the uh, from the Paranormal Dads, a special extra, like nighttime campfire episode. Well, fall is on the horizon, so we have to, right? Fall is the time for campfires and bonfires. Absolutely. And thanks to all, all of our friends at freesounds.org for providing the, the special effects and, and uh, sounds that you hear through this episode. Thank you for uh, uh, posting on Facebook. We've had some great posts. Yes. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all kinds of great comments, and oh, we yeah. appreciate the, uh, hearing from everybody. Great feedback from everybody. Thank you for your personal messages to us. Also, quick little plug, we have plenty of Paranormal Dad stickers still. So like I had said, I put a PayPal link up on our Twitter. I'll repost that. So for anybody who wants a Paranormal Dad sticker, PayPal, that link, uh, $1.00. Just so I can send these things to you. That's <laughs> great. You know, you slap it on your computer and Yeah. Yep. They're they're vinyl stickers. They go great on laptops. They look cool. They're full color. There's our logo. 
of of Andy being brave and me and Pat losing our minds <laughs> <laughs> as as Bigfoot is figuring out what the heck's going on <laughs> behind us. You Special know, thanks to Tony Ferguson for that image too, by the way. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we'll have another great episode ready for you next time on episode 20 Deuce. So thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time. recording we're hot we are hot levels are good of course we're hot stage is set the wings have been eaten we got the dad bods dad dad bods of course we're hot i'm embracing the dad bod on a level i probably you gotta own it because really the hot if you think about it the hotness is all about confidence you can have a gut you just own it oh yeah yeah right if you look insecure about the whole mess It's just not going to work for you. What I hate is when guys like trim their chest hair. Yeah. There's this guy on The Bachelor. He's like this model. Why would you do that? But he trims his chest hair. It's like, cut it all off. Hulking, right. Or a pine it, tree into that thing. Or... Yeah, pick one, dude. All right. Damn. You know what we should do is is do some sort of dare or bet, and whoever loses has to shave a Bigfoot into his chest hair. I mean, how, unless you have total cover. I think Pat's the hairiest of all of us. Oh, man. I don't have that much. I, I, got, got, I got some going on. I got a little guy. I got a front and back canvas. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fun fact, mine's in the shape of like an eagle. I'm not oh, kidding you. It's God, like a bat- you're so patriotic, it's dude. It's like a Batman crest on my chest. <laughs> exactly. Morocco. We digress. Oh, you know what? I want to change folders here. <laughs>